Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. 9.6 seconds to go. Pelicans and Grizzlies tied up at 113. Look at this. Game of runs, guys. A game of runs. I need overtime, though. I need a Desmond Bain three ball. Or you can just hit it right here for the winner. But Trista yeah. needs a uh, Herb Jones steal. I do. I could use a Desmond Bain three. Jaron Jackson goes over his points. Fading Ja here we even go. on his return. Here we go. Ja with the ball. Five seconds to go. Where's Desmond Bain? His first at? game back after the 25-game suspension, and he hits it at the buzzer, and the Grizzlies win. Look at that. I mean, it's like it's like a movie. It's Shaw. We you talked know, about like this today. Yep. T's back. And there's his dad once again. Or is that Usher? We're not sure. Uh, not. It might be a stunt double Usher. Uh, first game back, he hits the game winner at the buzzer. We talked about this today on Memphis. And I said, if you like Jaw tonight, you might as well take Jaw. If you think he's going to look good, take Jaw to score 30, take Jaw's assists, and take the Grizzlies to win because they're probably correlated. If one of those hits... They probably all hit. And Josh ja scored 34, but was 0-5 from 3. Yeah. yeah. No Herb Jones steal, so my parlay busts. A game winner. Game I winner. Just took the points. I mean, could have bet him outright, but man, that was a good yeah. bet tonight. That yeah. was didn't look good early on. But, it did uh, not look good so early on. So we're learning on. in the NBA, you want to be down big early on. Bubba, Bubba Watson is just losing his mind over there. Just losing it. He had a front row seat to a John ja Morant game winner, and he stands up, and he's like, oh, my God. You see him? Yeah. <laughs> Dapping up T. Dapping up T with his little baby mullet. Man, it's good to have Good, good to, to have, have Jaw ja back. back. It, I mean, honestly, it is. I hope stays out of any of that truck. Just stays away from all that and just focuses on this because he's so damn good. I keep thinking about the Chappelle skit, the Jaw. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. The MTV News one. <laughs> You know, like when the world will be in crisis and like Kurt Loder, they go to, MT- is they go to MTV News. Yeah. No, we're gonna they would they would always do that too. Yeah. We welcome on uh Matt LeBlanc to talk about uh, <laughs> Middle East right now. <laughs> Here's Eddie Vetter on uh the Middle East and an exit strategy. All right, uh Grizzlies or Grizzlies, um Bucks up one thirteen ninety nine, got six forty two to go in this one. Giannis with just eleven points, he's four of twelve. Gross. Uh, 37 for Dame Lillard, though. 7 of 11 from 3. Bobby Portis has 19 off the bench, so just not a night for Giannis. 11 points, 12 rebounds. Oh, know what that means. He's got a triple-double. I just realized 11, 13, and 12. Yeah. Wow. It's funny. Giannis, you're like, hey, it's an off night. He's just got a triple-double. I know, and that's <laughs> that's how some of these guys are. So He's not uh, going to get 35. That's what we do know. No, we'll go he's over not. the points in the next game, though. You know, he, he will. probably will. Actually, yeah. taking the over on his points, the next game is exactly what you should do. Yeah, that is a great point. One thirteen ninety nine, six and a half minutes to go. Guys, want to get into some power rankings here? Let's oh, do yeah. it. Let's get into the power ranking. Bet MGM tonight. Power rankings. Hell yeah, right. You got your power rankings all ready to go. Oh, you know it, baby. Week sixteen. <laughs> I can't believe it's already week sixteen. I can't believe it's already week sixteen though, because man, like pretty soon, I saw um. On uh, MLB's Major League Baseball's Twitter account today, hundred days. Yep. Till pitchers and catchers report. Oh. Um, we, no. I'll tell you what though. No, no. 
I'm done. No, no baseball. We're not doing that. Here's the thing. Not today. Baseball Never. midseason. Yes, exhausting. <laughs> but the sound of spring training. Yeah, is just the like cabanas. It's cold here. If you're in a cold weather city like a lot of our uh-huh. audience, and you start hearing pitchers and catchers and warm weather cities, and you just start thinking, ah, warm thoughts. Ho- warm thoughts. Yeah. Hopefully that groundhog doesn't see its shadow. Yeah, hopefully. Every year he does. Yeah. I worst. do like Scottsdale or Surprise or any of these Arizona cities yep. for spring training. Arizona, Florida, I'm in. I like going to spring training, but yeah. So uh, I could wait on baseball season, so let's stay in the yep. cold. <laughs> yeah. Let's stay in the area where... Well, we gets... can think warm thoughts, but still be focused on football. How about that? Okay. All yeah. right, cool. We'll Compromise. Meet, we can meet in the middle right there, but we do got to go out in the cold. Out to Cleveland, out to the dog pound, where I'm going to put the Browns oof, oof. back in my top ten, guys. They barely get past the Chicago Bears. Um, if you got the two and a half, they covered. If you got the three and a half, they did not cover, but it did not matter because they won again. They did it with Joe Flacco. Now, maybe that comes to an end, the uh, storybook ride this week. I don't think so, though. And they've had so many injuries this season, the Browns. And yet, they're still a top 10 team. That defense is the real deal. Um, now, the home road splits, they're a much better team at home. Most teams are. Offensively, they just keep figuring out ways. And it's crazy because I still see people that are... Um, like, not all in on the coaching staff, not all in on Kevin Stefanski. Look what he's done this season, man. You lose to Sean Watson, who you spent all that money on, and look who you've went through. DTR, P.J. Walker, Ugh. now Joe Flacco, who was just trying out for inside the NFL two and three weeks ago, and um, he could still uh, he could still let it rip. He's still got a hose on him, so I got to put the Browns at number 10 in the AFC. Number nine also re-entering, I got the Detroit Lions. I should probably put them higher because they made me a bunch of money. Um, I trust the Lions when they're at home, when they're in a dome, when they don't have to play in the elements. I like Jared Goff at home in a dome, especially if Sam Laporta is going to catch four touchdowns. You know, Jameer Gibbs um, running the ball pretty well right now. David Montgomery, you have a top five offensive line, definitely in the NFC, probably in the entire league. Defense, hit or miss, still some concerns about the secondary. We like Hutchinson. We like the pass rush. Um I like the Lions. I just don't think they're on the same level yet as San Francisco, as Dallas, maybe even Philadelphia, even though they're struggling right now. Number eight, got to go with the Bengals here. Jake Browning continues to win games. Statistically, he's actually putting up better numbers than Joe Burrow. We got to remember Burrow was healthy. Um, but right now, a little bit worried about the injury bug if they don't have Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is just one of those dudes who I don't think it matters who the starting quarterback is. You know, I always talk yeah. about this, but like I realized Devontae was that guy the year Rodgers got hurt. And Brett Hundley, you know, was the starting quarterback, and Devontae still went over 100 receptions. That's Jamar Chase. T. Higgins has had a little bit of a down year. He hasn't been healthy. It's a contract year. Um, defensively, you never really know what you're going to get, but Lou Anarumo is one of the better coordinators. The secondary is looking is look shaky at times, but you still have to have the Bengals in your top 10. I got them there at number 8. Dolphins probably a little bit too low, but... They got a uh, big chance to obviously move up here a little bit because they got a home game against Dallas. Dallas, a much better team at home than on the road. But uh, we'll see. If Micah Parsons could go in this game, I am going to like Dallas in this game. My only concern is about the Dolphins right now, injuries. Tyreek's dinged. The offensive line, you lose your starting center. Defensively, I was starting to feel better about the defense. They get Jalen Ramsey back, and then you lose Phillips, one of your better pass rushers. So I'm going to wait and see here with the Dolphins. They need that signature win. They don't have it yet. 
But um, they keen, they continue to beat up on the teams they should. I bet against them last week with the Jets. They won that game by 30 points. I was a big dummy there. Cowboys, I drop a little bit to number six here. Uh, Cowboys have to win a road game for me to trust them, for me to trust these futures. I still yeah. think San Francisco is a terrible matchup. Um, for anyone. And now I'm worried about Micah. You know, I'm a little bit worried about the run game. I have been all season. Tony Pollard doesn't look like a three-down back. It is Mike McCarthy when we get in big spots as the head coach. I like Dak. He's having an MVP season. Let's see if he could bounce back this week. Bills bouncing back into my top five. That's a big win over the Cowboys. Josh Allen didn't have to do anything, and I think that's the best part about what you saw on the offensive side of the ball. Last season, it, it was all Josh Allen. He was Superman. He was a superhero. We were all calling for the same thing, though. Run the damn ball, and now they're doing it, and James Cook looks like a top five back in this league. The offensive line, even Spencer Brown, who's been a liability, playing like a top five unit right now. Defensively, still worry when they have to play like Mahomes, um, you know, some of these teams with really good quarterbacks that could just sit in the pocket because of the injuries, but uh, Bill's back in my top five. You know how I feel about their futures. Hopefully they could stay hot here. Eagles, I dropped down to number four. I think that sounds about right. I don't want to, like, hot take them into number eight, number nine right now. It's the defending NFC champs. Maybe there's a Super Bowl hangover. You know, the offense doesn't look the same without Shane Steichen. Jalen's not healthy right now. Last night he played with the flu. The interceptions I don't love. A.J. Brown hasn't been the same player since, like, week seven. Um that comes down to Jalen, though. And then defensively, we worry about the middle of the field in the slot corner. But I won't be surprised if they go on a run and they have an easy schedule the rest of the way. You get into the playoffs, who knows? You take your chances against San Fran. You beat them last year. Granted, it was without Purdy. Number three, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs because they still have Patrick Mahomes. Um, they still could have covered last week against the Patriots. It was fourth down and they took a knee, which tells you everything you need to know about where New England's at and where the Chiefs are still at because we continue to say, oh, they don't have a number one wide receiver. Yet, offensive efficiency numbers, they're still top 10 in the league, and that's because of Patrick Mahomes. It's because of Andy Reid. And even if Kelsey's not Kelsey from four or five years ago, or even last year, Mahomes still always knows where he's at on the field, and teams, for whatever reason, still leave him wide open in the middle of the field. Defensively, Spags is a genius, and so I think the Chiefs will be just fine because they have Mahomes when we get into the playoffs and into these big games. Ravens, number two. They should be a complete football team except for the fourth quarter of some of these games. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, against Jacksonville, no worries. They cover the number. Lamar looked like an MVP. Big game coming up against the number one team, though, the Niners. Like, how do you not have the Niners number one right now? The only concern, if you're a Niners fan, maybe like the secondary, but even the secondary is playing great right now. And since you traded for Jay, uh, Chase Young, pass rush has gotten even better. Fred Warner controls the middle of the field, best inside linebacker in my uh, in my opinion. And then offensively, Purdy playing like an MVP, McCaffrey playing like an MVP. You play man against them, Debo's going to kill him. You play uh, zone against them. Ayuk's going to kill you. And then they have George Kittle. Like, whatever role he takes on that day. Does he want to be the best blocking tight end in all of football? <laughs> or does he want eight receptions and two touchdowns? There's just not really a way to defend the Niners. You just have to hope, if you're a Niners fan, you stay healthy for this run and you have a quarterback that could throw a forward pass, and you're probably going to be in the Super Bowl. So that's my list. Browns number 10, Lions number 9, Bengals number 8, Dolphins number 7, Cowboys number 6, and then my top five, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, the team that concerns me being in this list that could come back to haunt me, 
I'll go with the Eagles sitting there at number four, me not dipping them out of the top five yet after another embarrassing loss. I say embarrassing because um, you should have taken care of business against Drew Locke yeah. with a lead in that game. But they were on the road, and Seattle was playing for their playoff lives at home. Still a tough place to play. So That's the whole reason I don't want to punish him too much. We all liked Seattle is because the 12s, mm-hmm. yeah. you're giving Seattle over a field goal, and you've got uh, like nasty rain, nasty wind. Pacific Northwest weather is terrible. And they know what that is. It gets super loud at CenturyLink or whatever they're calling it now. Uh, and Seattle's been playing some pretty good football. Even Drew Locke has been playing some decent football, and they've got a ton of weapons. Yeah, I mean, that was a big, obviously, game-winning drive. That's huge for the confidence. I like the relationship that him and Gino have together, too, where, you know, after the game at the podium at the press conference, he was given like, half the credit to Gino. And Gino was... He was happy for him. Like, you saw that. It looked really genuine. Yeah. So, it definitely looked genuine. So, who knows? Maybe they could go on a little bit of a run. They got to get healthy, though. They got to get Devin Witherspoon back, obviously, they your do. first round pick. Gino as well. And you got to get Gino back if you even want him back. And uh, who knows, man? But if you could get Kenneth Walker popping like yeah, he was, he last looks night, great. Then that's JSN a good thing. looked pretty good, too, when yeah. he was used. I don't think he was used nearly enough, though, in the, in the receiving game. And that's not just because we had props on him. DK, too, though. DK like, as well. DK needs more than three targets before you head to the. The uh, fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah, for sure. This Niners Ravens game, though, the two oh, top man. teams that going is... into week 16, Super potential Bowl Super matchup. Bowl preview. Yeah. I didn't know that I wanted to do it, but I do. It's five and a half. Give me you the You got to do it. Have to do it. Give me Lamar as a dog. Uh, they're plus 185 on the money line. I get why everybody likes San Francisco and mm-hmm. they're home in this game. But, I mean, I'm buying into the Lamar MVP hype. I got the 8-1. to one. It's down to 6-1. to one. He needs this one, this head-to-head matchup against Purdy. We might need some interceptions from Purdy. I hate betting against the Niners, though. It's, the it's worst. never fun. I can't wait to see this matchup, though. It's a brave thing out. to do to bet against him. But, like, I do feel better if I'm going to take... I have not bet this game yet, but I do feel better taking the Ravens if I do because of what they were able to do against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Like, that showed that that's a team that can finally now hold a lead, keep it, and keep another team at bay, right? Like, just the simple thing of do what the 49ers do. You go in, you beat a team by double digits, and you keep it that way all the way through. So, it just feels like a collision course right now if everybody stays healthy. Ravens, 49ers, Super Bowl. And that's been the problem for the Ravens, right? And, like, right now, I mean, Keaton Mitchell... Season-ending knee injury, and that sucks. Oh, and did, when you watch, when you when you man. saw him land too, you knew right away. Oh yeah, the real-time play, like there nobody was there. It just looked so awkward the way he planted and just like locked up, and you yeah. went, "Oh, that's a knee." Yeah. Oh, it looked hyper instead, right away, and bounced back. Yeah. yeah, you knew right away something was up with that and, knee, and that and sucks. Th- yeah, it really does because I mean, you know, I mean, you got that kind of like thunder and lightning in the backfield, and man, he was mm-hmm. just like a big play waiting to happen. And then the other thing is Ronnie Stanley; he's in the concussion protocol right now, so I don't worry like long term for Baltimore. But I'm going to need him out there against the uh, Niners. I'm going to bet it right now, but I'm going to need Stanley against Nick Bosa and that pass yep. rush for San Francisco. Because I'm just thinking about this matchup on paper. I mean, they're my two number one teams. Number one, number two, you could say like 1A, 1B. But you think about like San Francisco, what they want to do in the middle of the field with Debo and with George Kittle. Well, if you're fully healthy with Baltimore, you have Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. You know what I mean? Like Kyle mm-hmm. Hamilton. Cam- I was just about to say Kyle Hamilton. So I kind of like the matchup defensively. I don't think you're going to be able to completely shut down San Francisco. Feels Nobody's like an under game. Able to. 46 and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about the under. The only reason I can't do it is just because of all the talent on the field, like all those explosive players. Mm-hmm. It might even be one of those games where it's like a feel-out process, low scoring. Maybe the fir- it's the first half. Oh, Tatum's limping off the floor for the Celtics right now. Oh, no. That's, That's not – he, he went right to the locker room, yeah. 
Uh, he was yeah. on his own. Just walking, limping. It was like that. Right. A limp Warriors jog. plus five and a half. There you go. Quick, get it while you can. All right, Trista's power rankings, my power rankings, and maybe we find out what happened to uh, Jason Tatum in the process. Bet MGM tonight. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Went into Florida. And by the way, I'm so glad that this final is not in Omaha anymore because it was unfair. Nebraska has a great team every year, but last night they got swept. Just like last year, Texas pulled off the sweep. First time in college volleyball history, a women's volleyball team has swept the final in consecutive years. The pride of Katie, Texas, Madison Skinner, Longhorns, back to back, MVP. They deserve it. And now. All of a sudden, my phone is real quiet, real quiet. I don't hear anybody talking to any volleyball smack me, but you should know better. Longhorns, Maddie Skinner, way to get it done. How many people are you texting about women's volleyball? I did not know this about People come out of nowhere. (laughs) I swear to God. All right, so uh, I'm going to go off the menu, and I'm going to go for a guy that Jenks absolutely loves, and that's Baker Mayfield, the pride of Oklahoma. Uh, How did we not mention this fact? Baker Mayfield over the weekend becomes the first visiting quarterback to have a perfect passer rating playing at Lambeau Field. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and now his Bucks are in first place in the NFC South. Do we not need to at least mention old Baker doing big things for the Bucks? Baker and the Bucks. Yeah, it's going to go to Baker Mayfield for me. Yeah, you've got to be – you've just got to be smarter with the football at this time of year. You want to be trending in the right direction and playing your best football this season, and Jacksonville's just kind of sitting there, and I think you nailed it, which is, are the Jags serious contenders? Kind of, on paper, because it looks like they can beat virtually anyone, and they do have a franchise quarterback, and they have weapons, and they have a good head coach. But until we see it, all they are is – you know, it's like Bill Parcell said back in the day. You are what your record sh- says you are. And the Jaguars are a good team, but they are not a great team. And now we're getting to the point of the season where, look, you don't have a whole lot of time to sort of fix these glaring errors and become so much better. You can, but you got to do it right now. You don't want to go into the postseason limping. No, of course not. Um, I'm looking at their schedule, and I'm trying to justify the statement. And... I'm not sure if the Jags can compete 
with the cream and the crop mm-hmm. because you look at that game. Uh, this was back in September. Maybe not a good example. Chiefs beat them 17-9. to They got absolutely smoked by the 49ers, which most teams do. But I think they're only, like, really solid win this year. And, like, all wins are solid. I should, you know, quantify my statement there. But looking at that game against the Texans in which the Texans actually had C.J. Stroud, because that's the other thing Mm -hmm. about the AFC South. Now the Jags look like they have a clean pathway because the Texans don't have C.J. Stroud, although the Texans did win over the weekend against my Titans. So I'm not sure. I always want to believe in the Jags because there's been years past where they have played the Chiefs closely. And, you know, sometimes their defense over the past decade has really got them, uh, you know, into some big games, notably those years that they had Blake Bortles at the helm. But still, I don't know. I feel like the Jags are one of those teams that, I don't know, they're just meh. Yes, sir. If he's a game manager, Uh what is Russell Wilson? Oh, he's a game destroyer. Uh, game destroyer. He's a game, he's a game destroyer. Just ask Sean Payton. I mean, he's, yeah. you, you saw what Sean felt about uh, about Russell after that offside play uh, there there late in the game. Oh yeah. Oh no. R- Russell Wilson is a uh, is a game destroyer, and uh, and Zach Wilson takes the game out of the you know like back. Remember, kids, there was a time you had to put the game in the into <laughs> the machine, yeah. into your PlayStation or your Nintendo. You had to put it in. He takes it out, smashes it on the ground a few times. And then just look. 49ers trying to add to their lead. Purdy fires over the middle. Touchdown, McCaffrey. From the 30, Lamar Jackson got out of a would-be sack. Keeps it alive and flings it in the air. It is running by Likely at the five. Isaiah Likely goes up between Darius Williams. And Andrew Wingard, <laughs> it makes a spectacular catch. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. A Ravens 49ers cannot wait for that. Monday night football, Christmas night, the two best teams in the NFL. It's going to be great football, I hope. Here's the thing. I just worry. Like I think we've seen this before. I think so too. But you never know. Yeah, I just never know that's why I always want to put in the I hope. All right, real quick. You did your power rankings. Anybody that missed it, quickly run through your uh, your top ten for us, and then Trista will go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the Browns at number ten. Good defense. Joe Flacco finding some magic. I'm going to go with the Lions at number nine. Big win. Won me a bunch of money. Sam Laporta coming out party. Four touchdowns. <laughs> won me Bengals a bunch of money. <laughs> number eight. Jake Browning. Better than Joe Burrow? Question mark. Oh, stop it! Kidding. Stop um, it. But no, I mean they're they're playing pretty good football right now. Obviously, uh, Dolphins number seven. Dolphins need a quality win, but that offense, just some injuries though. Cowboys, we got to drop them to number six. Win a game on the road, you frauds. Number five. Here come my Buffalo Bills. Say it ain't so, Josh Allen. We're taking the ball out of your hands and we're giving it to James Cook. Eagles number four. We're not going to drop them off too much. We don't want to be the hot take artists around here. Chiefs number three. It's Mahomes. It's Reed. It's magic. Number two, we like the Baltimore Ravens. They could be number one if they beat this team on Christmas night. The San Francisco 49ers, like you said, Christmas night. Meemaw, piss off. In-laws, <laughs> get the hell out of the kitchen. Everybody, actually, get Why into would the they kitchen. Get out You're of right. the kitchen. Get into the kitchen and whip me up a sandwich and maybe some <laughs> leftover turkey because we're watching the you two best teams. You eat turkey on Christmas? Oh, yeah. We're watching the two best teams in all of football. You eat turkey on it. Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yeah, I like turkey. Nobody else eats it on Christmas. My mom gets it specifically for me. 
because it's my favorite. That's a little nugget that we just got there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Especially with all the other meat you're going to be she's eating up in me. Chicago. Oh, she's, wow, pause. Hey, yeah. oh, she's hey. called me four <laughs> times just today to remind me that I got my own turkey breast. Your whole, well, oh, not a whole turkey. Just a whole. Should have given you a whole Is it turkey. A breast or just a turkey? I only eat the breast. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> just the breast for me, baby. <laughs> There's. Only white meat for Ryan. <laughs> With him when it comes to his turkey, well, dark true. meat everywhere else. Niners, number one. Ravens, number <laughs> two. Does that change next week? We'll tell you all about it Monday, and I'll see you guys Ryan, then. Ryan will be yeah. the kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, no, you won't be here Monday. Ryan will be the kind of guy where the Ravens beat the Niners, and the Niners are still the number one in the power rankings. <laughs> Maybe. Depends on how the game goes. Good chance. Yeah. Depends on how the game goes. All right, Trista, what are your what's your top ten? All right, let's start with ten. This one's controversial. I thought about putting the Browns in here, but I just didn't. Oh, I see it on the screen. Oh yeah. Wow. And I thought CJ Stroud was back, but and so that ch- kind of changes the complexion of this breakdown. But I just really like this Texans team. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm in love. <laughs> Uh, but Houston's sixth best defense in the NFL against the run. That means Flacco in this game is going to have to throw 50 times again, which means good things for us on the Joe Flacco attempts. Uh, their kickoff returns are fifth in the NFL right now. They're getting good field position, position, so I like their special teams a lot. But more importantly, they're fourth in the NFL in turnover differential at plus eight. So when they get turnovers, we've seen this game after game after game. They win those games. They have 20 interceptions and fumble recoveries this season. The Titans win, I feel like, was really big for them. That was gritty. They looked dead and and lost pretty much the entire game. And no, even with a backup quarterback, they come back in and they win that thing outright. So I like the Texans at 10. Uh, I think if C.J. Stroud is completely healthy, I probably feel more confident with them there. But moving on, we go to the number 9 spot, and that's the Bengals. It's It's very obvious that the Vikings should not have cut Jake Browning multiple times. Like, the amount of shade thrown his direction. He said he was waiting in his hotel for like four hours. They didn't know if he was going to be cut or not. Had to find out on social media. Uh, But the Bengals offensively have been looking really good. They have the third best offense in the NFL in the Jake Browning era. Like you said, Ryan, that's where where the whispers of how much of a drop-off is there from Joe Burrow to Jake Browning. Since 1950, when the NFL started tracking it, only one quarterback has had 1,000-plus yards and a 75% completion percentage in his first four starts, and that is our man, Jake Browning. Uh, And I think the defense has been much better, too. We banged on the defense in the beginning of the year without Jesse Bates, but they've actually been playing pretty damn well. They forced... Nine turnovers inside the 25. That is leading in the NFL. Jamar Chase, I'm a little worried about him. Uh, separating shoulder in, in that loss. Boyd and Higgins is going to have to pick things up. T hasn't been himself. Gets into the end zone last week, just like you called it. And we know Chase Brown and Joe Mixon have been leading the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like this. If they if they beat the hell out of the Steelers, I think we have to boost them up even more. I would not be surprised if this team made a run at all. Uh, Eagles, I drop them down to eight. Because I am that kind of person. I am that three loss. Three losses means you have to get out of the top five for me. Damn, eight? Eight. 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 Great. Eight. I mean, I can't put them ahead of the Cowboys. Can I? Can I put the Eagles in front of the Cowboys when they just lost by 20-something? The answer is no, I cannot. No, you cannot. And I don't think the Cowboys are a top-five team either, so I have to put them right below. So I basically started at 1 instead of starting at 10 when I made my list. And Cowboys got to 7, and I'm like, 
I had Eagles above, and I'm like, well, I can't really put the Eagles above the Cowboys. Switching coordinators in, uh, defensively has not helped them. Matt Patricia, I don't like him at all. I think the Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon departures have definitely hurt them. I think we're at to, to an all-time sentiment low, so maybe it's me that's getting caught in in this, like, you know, right now that I feel like the three losses is, is is the only thing that matters. But when there's a coaching issue in Philly, you know, Quez Watkins, why is he getting so many targets? Why isn't A.J. Brown as much involved in the offense? Like, why is DeAndre Swift so bad? It just doesn't feel like it's working right now. Well, he came through yesterday, though. Came through yesterday. Yeah, so we had that. <laughs> this is the Eagles in one stat. They've had the ball late in the fourth quarter with the chance to run out the clock 13 times this year, and they've only done it twice. This is a trap game against the Giants who love nothing more than to sucker punch the Eagles and be spoiler. Saquon, I think, could run it down their throats. The run defense has been way worse. You talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. Nick. So Eagles, eight. Cowboys are who I thought that they were. They're frauds. I knew that they would get their doors blown out. That was before the, the stomach bug. They were going to lose the Bills regardless. We talked about it all last week. They lead the league in scoring and scoring margin at home, which is why they're 7-0. and And on the road, they're a negative 4, which is why they're 3-4. and <laughs> Like, Dan Quinn's uh, defense is 13th in rush EPA and 32nd in rush success. Uh, this is just like a problem. I don't know how they got carved up so bad by the Bills running game. Uh, I just don't get it. This is just not a team that I can trust against good teams. Uh, I can trust them against bad teams, and that's why they're in the 7th spot. Another. This is going to be another one that Ryan probably doesn't love. Chiefs at six. Best pass rush in the NFL, though. Sacking the quarterback, 8.8% on dropbacks. I like Rasheed Rice. We talked about him earlier in the show. Third straight game, third straight big game. 81% catch rate for Rasheed Rice. That's the best uh, for a rookie wide receiver ever in the NFL. He's like the only guy that they have, though. It's just him and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's like really <laughs> it. We have another Kadarius Tony drop. For an interception, this man can't be on the team next year. Sky Moore goes. He should to be IR. on the team the rest of this year. Might, Mahomes might be done with him. Yeah. yeah. Sky Moore goes to IR. So it's the Pacheco show. Hopefully he comes back. It's just going to be the defense that has to lead the way. And I think Pat Mahomes is a little fed up. Lions. Lions go to five. I know I love this Lions team like it's my like son. They are they are like the most potent offense to me. When they are hot, they are so hot. I know on the road they're terrible. But indoors in Detroit, they're incredible. They use five wide over 70% of the time on offense. They're just so damn fun. I love Jameer Gibbs. I love David Montgomery. He's running down your throat. I love Sam Laporta. I took him in Fantasy Dynasty. He's awesome. Like, you got Amon Ross St. Brown. You got so many damn weapons. They average the third most points of any offense in the league for a reason. Uh, so, yeah, I really like the Lions. Are they, like, a real contender? I don't think so, but I only think there's only a few. Dolphins are four, four and one. They never should have lost to Tennessee. The injuries are the reason that I feel so suspicious on them. Again, paper tiger syndrome as well. Uh, but, yeah, you lose the best center in football. You lose Tyreek Hill. You lose guys on your secondary. That's certainly concerning, but you do beat a very tough Jets defense by 30. That was a massive, massive game for me in the power rankings. Jalen Ramsey is a beast. He's been awesome. He's allowed an opponent passer rating of 22.4 on 1.6 catches and 22 yards per game on the wide receivers that he's covered. So it's been awesome. He's been one of the best uh, corners in the league so far this year. Bills go to three. It's just to me like who they've beaten. 
Like, you beat the hell out of the Cowboys. Like, that's a massive win. You beat up on the Chiefs. Like, that's a massive win. And and the offense has been so much better since they fired their offensive coordinator. And to me, it's all about turnovers for this team. When they lose, they're minus 8 in turnover uh, differential, 20th in the league. When they win, they're plus 11, which is 4th in the NFL. Uh, and like you said, Ryan, they don't need Josh Allen to do everything. Yeah. James Cook has been cooking, uh, and they're now number three in DVOA, rushing the ball really well. And this is an, a nightmare scenario. They go 11-6 and six and, and still not make, the, not make the playoffs if the Bengals, Colts, and Jags went out. So I like the Bills. Hope that they get in the playoffs. Hope they make a deep run. Number two is the Ravens. They could be they could be 9-0 nine and, nine and oh in their last nine, really. They're the number one defense in the NFL. Losing Keaton Mitchell hurts. They've just been hit with the injury bug, but they still continue to win games. They still persist. Offensively, they look much better under Todd Munkin. Lamar really deserves MVP looks. If he wins this weekend, he will be the leader in the clubhouse there. And then the Niners are just the best team in football. Like, they just are. I don't know how you stop them. There's just every time you stop one, there's another one popping up like whack-a-mole. If it's <laughs> not Debo, it's Ayuk. If it's not Ayuk, it's Christian McCaffrey. If it's not Christian McCaffrey, maybe it's Kyle Juszczyk. You know, maybe it's Brock Purdy. And, like, Brock Purdy stat, the Niners have the second most passing yards despite being last place in the NFL at passing attempts. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Another stat for you, Niners kicker Jake Moody has hit an NFL record of 53 straight extra points since they moved the, it back in 2015. These are the things that win champions, championships. If they are healthy, they are winning the Super Bowl, and they're going to be the out of anyone else they face. I love the 49ers so much. Spoiler alert, I think we're all going to have the same top two. Have to. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that's probably going to be safe to say. Niners top two, not two. And remember, let me just point out, we, the, the, the conspiracy theory that we've seen the last three years, the colors of the Super Bowl logo mm-hmm. have been the colors of the teams playing in that game. Just saying, it's red and purple this year. Hmm. And I don't think it's going to be Chiefs and Vikings. So, could be Chiefs, but it definitely isn't going to be the Vikings. So, all right, my number 10, Bengals. Jake Browning, I'm I'm in. I'm in on this. At first, it seemed like a fluke, but I'm watching a guy that looks like just an improved quarterback in a great system. Three fourth-quarter touchdowns in that comeback win. I mean, he keeps throwing for over 300 yards. They've won three straight. Three of his four starts on top of that. He also had 184 passing yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter just alone against the Vikings. The best part was, I mean, we've talked about it obviously already, but dude got cut by the Vikings. Like, it's just good for him. Good for him to have that extra motivation and then to say after the game, yeah, there was extra motivation. I just didn't want to say it before. Yeah, and you know what? That's the right thing to do. Don't say a word, and then when you win, you let your actions do the talking. Number nine is the Browns. I'm still in on Joe Flacco. I know he threw three picks, but the guy's been in the offense for like two weeks and he's not a rocket scientist so he's not going to learn it as fast that's just the way that it's going to work but that offensive line is getting banged up right now in Cleveland and that's kind of been one of the problems but they also have a lot of depth they have already survived a lot of injuries which is really kind of a testament to the coaching and that depth that they have because of all the injuries that they've dealt with this year they've actually forced more three and outs than any other defense in the NFL and they did it eight times against the Bears if you limit offenses and get them off the field quickly like that and you know, don't allow them to literally score any points. That's kind of a big deal. So that's a really important thing for that defense. Now here we are at number eight. Trista, I'm with you. Put the Eagles in at number eight. Mm-hmm. This Damn. team is trash now. They have been thrown up all over themselves week after week. I mentioned it earlier. That run defense, technically they're still seventh overall in the NFL. They're 24th over the last three weeks. They're allowing almost 130 yards a game on the ground. Now, the benefit for Philadelphia, obviously... 
is that light schedule. The Giants twice, one with the Cardinals. They could lose one of those games to the Giants because anybody that's watched an NFC East game before, and everybody has, they get weird. They get fluky. But they should win all three of those games. But it'll tell us what the Eagles are once we get towards the playoffs. If they win those games and they look strong, okay, then you say they did what they were supposed to do. They beat bad teams. Here we go into the playoffs. I feel a little bit better about them. But... If they struggle at all, and offensively they look slow, or Jalen Hurts turning the ball over, or they're inconsistent, A.J. Brown's not getting involved, that's when you know you got a problem. That's when you know that Philadelphia, even if they win all three of them, if they don't look strong, they don't look like a team that's a, tr- a true contender, then we know that that Super Bowl hangover was a delayed hangover that didn't happen in the morning. Oh, it happened later in the day. And that's what my wife gets. She gets those. I get those, too. Yeah. It's usually because I'm still drunk when I well, wake that, up. Well, that's usually a way to do it. Yeah, a little hair of the dog also helps if you want. Hours, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's You're still awesome. good. I just keep, yeah, party just going, keep going at that yeah, point. Yeah, so yeah. that's what the Eagles need. They need a little hair of the dog right now because yeah. this team, the you know what it might be? It might be just going for Dude, just tush-push on every it. single play. Yeah. That's their hair of the dog, every single play. Dude. They have a 50% success rate on third and fourth downs, best in the NFL because of the tush-push. That's a big reason why. Now, normally they're doing it on Cheating. fourth down. Hey, you know what? That may be all they do. Just keep pushing them, keep pushing them. All right, the last seven for me coming up. We'll wrap it up as well. It's BetMGM tonight. Celtics up 40-30, to 30, by the way, on the Warriors without Jason Tatum. Don't see him out there. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Looks at you like... What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because that's what happened with the New York Jets today. I don't know what you get for Justin Fields, though, right? It's what whatever a team is willing to pay. I mean, that's yeah. The Fields you get Bears, a second round pick. I can't get it. You're going to get you're going to get a first round pick for Justin Fields. I don't think so. No, second, I would think second, third. I mean, it's the big unknown. Like Chicago controls, they control so much because, like you said, they're going to have the number one pick and what they decide to do. I just cannot see them. Two straight years sticking with Justin Fields instead of trying to go and get their quarterback. We both agree. We think Fields could turn out to be a really good player, but I don't know, JP. I mean, if Drake May or Caleb Williams turns out to be an absolute monster like most think he will, I mean, they're going to they're gonna regret that forever. So even if it's... The thing about it is it's like the whole bird in hand thing, right? Is that you kind of know what you have with certain guys like Justin Fields, Sam Howell, and it's 50% at best for even the top picks. So we kind of know going in, Drake May, Caleb Williams, one of those guys is probably going to bust. Right. Right. That's what we're seeing right now with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and it's just the history of it. You can go through the drafts, like one of two is probably going to bust. Holding a a Bengals minus three ticket holder, and I was live on air, and the emotional swings that you see as a sports better. (laughs) I was like, oh, and this is over. I was like, oh, wait, we have life. Oh, wait, this is interesting. Okay, let's go. (laughs) And I was so happy to have pushed. I've never been more excited to (laughs) make no money before. Yeah, well, it was an little. emotional yeah. roller coaster, but it was so fun. It was a perfect game to remind you of two things. One, why you're a fan of football, and two, why you're a fan of sports betting.
All right, hit us on your thoughts on Josh Allen. Well, just like we're not going to do like the full MVP stuff today, probably, but, but we should talk about it a little bit when we do San Francisco and, and Baltimore. We'll obviously talk about it a bunch, probably. But just, uh, you know, like there's look, I this time of year, all I'm doing is just listening. Like uh, the time for me thinking is kind of past and it's just like, all right, like the, the, the papers are due. The tests are due. Like, what's everybody's answer? And like, what are they saying? And whether you like this answer or not and you're listening, I kind of think this is where we're at. Uh, I think a lot of people. And I think that trickles down to people who vote. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Guys, if I can real quick, because uh, that's what we like to do on the show. We have plenty of losses that people get to hear about. That parlay I gave out at the beginning of the show, oh, we ring the bell when all the bets hit. Nice. We don't want to tempt the betting gods. Uh, Malachi Branham, I, I went eight plus points. He had nine until like the last minute, hit a three, so he did finish with twelve. Keldon Johnson goes over eighteen plus. He had, I mean, he went, he went over twenty-five. Devin Vassell finished with seventeen. I won fifteen plus. Who the alternate numbers are the way to go? Jaron Jackson eighteen plus. Desmond Bain, we all had that three plus threes pays out at plus plus three fifty-three. So not. A huge when you take the alternate numbers, we know it kind of drives the price down but a little bit. It's better than a minus one ten bet. You damn straight. It's big plus money, and baby. it's also better than losing and getting nothing. Yeah, it's you know? better than you get nothing. You build a it up. Fifteen to one parlay that does not come home. I, I mean, would rather win a plus three hundred yeah. than lose a plus fifteen hundred. They're so tempting when you see that, and you're like, I could, tur- I could get twelve hundred dollars out of this, and then you're like, no, wait, that's to be honest, the odds are what they are for oh, a reason. No, what? guys? So my parlay, by the way. Blackhawks just took a 3-2 lead over the an- uh, over the Avalanche. They were plus 185, right? Um, Hurricanes take care of business. 6-3. There's going to be one leg again that fails. Oh, it's what oh, happens no. every time. Boston Bruins, I think the Fighting should... Lucy Burgess, lose 4-3 to <laughs> to the Wild in overtime. They had a 2-0 lead. A 2-1 lead. Yeah, 2-0 lead at one point. And, and, they, and they screwed me. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. This is why I don't... Parlay. You know what? Hockey Horvat will get there. You got to start talking to Scott, well, man. Play, That's the hockey mind over things, there. Just play these things single, and if you get a plus 185 on the Hawks, you had a nice little night. There you go. I'm not a parlay guy. <laughs> Never claimed to be. You can you can just dabble in it. Just dabble I'll a little bit. I'll make it up for anybody that did tail, though. Take the Steelers on the money line. There you go. Uh, all right. Thank me on my, my power ranking so far, Bengals are in at number 10 for me. I'm buying in on Jake Browning. I mean, the guy in the fourth quarter has been phenomenal. Looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback right now. Browns at number nine. They've got issues with some injuries, but they've clearly shown that they have the depth to be able to withstand that. Forcing teams to more three and outs than any other team in the NFL. That's about as good as you can be as a defense because, well, you're not letting anybody score at that point when you're doing it. Eagles drop all the way down to number eight for me. The run defense is one of their strengths. Hasn't been good the last three weeks. It's been a problem. The Eagles Eagles need to show that they're, well, more than a tush push, I guess, at this point. In at number seven for the me as they keep climbing up, that would be the Buffalo Bills. Big wins over the Chiefs and Cowboys. Love them. Don't care how they ended. It matters how they – it's Kadarius Tony. It, who cares? The Bills won that game a couple weeks ago, and that's all that matters. They had 266 rushing yards against Dallas, though. Sick. James Cook is getting so many more opportunities now in this offense than he did before that you look and say – where was this like where we've been begging for this all year I understand that Josh Allen is Josh Allen it is what it is right the dude's gonna go out there and he's gonna run the football you need you don't want to take away strengths of a quarterback but you want to make sure you're not overdoing it and he was 
it got to the point where Josh Allen was like the star high school quarterback that you know was going to go play for a, B, a big D1 program. Yeah. And he just does everything for the offense. You can't do that in the NFL. It just doesn't work. Now they're starting to figure it out. 100-plus total yards in the last five games for James Cook. That's a big deal for this offense. So I put the Bills in at number seven. Chiefs are in at six for me. You mentioned a Trist to the pass rush. That's still their – really, I would argue that that's their biggest strength. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is their the best player. He's their biggest weapon. But, you know, he's got to have receivers that can actually catch the football. And right now he just doesn't have that. The offense has been a question mark consistently. Two more picks against New England. I know one was Kadarius Tony's fault again. He's probably not going to see a target the rest of the year. So in the end, that doesn't really matter. But, you know, the drops are continuing. They're only 5 of 13 on third downs in that game. And Isaiah Pacheco back, hopefully. It's huge. That's what it's looking like. Give him the football. Do with Isaiah Pacheco what the Bills have done with James Cook. Give him the football. Create. Use him out of the backfield as a receiver. Because he's a better pass catcher than a majority of the guys that you have lining up on the outside out there right now. Number five for me is the Dallas Cowboys, who are frauds on the road, but really good at home. Just like the Detroit Lions. 7-0 yeah. at home, a plus 171 point differential Crazy. in Dallas for the Cowboys. They're not just winning. They're beating the hell out of teams, but they just they can't win on the road. And that's what scares me. And they're not going to have the number one seed in the NFC, so they're going to have to win a playoff game on the road at some point here. But, you know, they, they do... They do also make a big difference when it comes to non-offensive touchdowns, right? Defensive, special teams. Like, those make a difference in these games, too, for them. So, that's certainly a major plus. I'll put them in at number five. The Lions come in at number four for me. They beat a Broncos team that had won six of seven and didn't just beat them. I mean, beat the living snot out of that team. And, look, they, they got big games from it. It kind of just felt like everybody at Detroit's offense that you needed to contribute against the Broncos did. It's one of the reasons why Sean Payton was really angry and then took it out on Russell Wilson on the sidelines. Yeah. But, you know, they got a really deep offensive depth chart. They got a lot of talent there and a lot of options that if you can, if one guy's not either not open or it's just not working, you got a bunch of different ones all the way, all the way down to Donovan Peoples-Jones on the depth chart. I mean, they we forget that he's yeah. even there. Yeah. But they've got a lot to offer, and that's the thing. They're just a different team indoors and at home than on the road. And again, it's the same thing with any of these other teams that can't beat teams over 500 or can't win on the road. It's a problem. It's going to be a problem in the playoffs. That's what concerns me about the Lions. Dolphins are in at number three, but injuries. It's not even a full roster anymore. I mean, I know everybody gets beat up by the end of the season. The defense has been better. 15 points a game allowed since week nine. That's been sneakily good. But, I mean, look, they I mean, they've maybe have Tyreek Hill. Maybe they don't. Connor Williams is out for the year. They're starting to see a lot of those injuries pile up like a lot of these other teams in the NFL. And sometimes, right, it's the teams that are trending up. It's also the teams that are healthy at the end of the season because you got to have your star players for the playoffs. You got to, you know, you got to have the the contributors that you need. So, I mean, look, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills are the last three games for the Dolphins. We're going to know whether they're frauds or whether they're serious or not. We know what the offense can do. They also put up 30 without Tyreek Hill on a good a good Jets defense, a really good Jets defense. Maybe a little overrated, but in reality, they put up 30 points against a very good Jets defense, and they had no Tyreek Hill. So the Dolphins stay in at number three for me right now, but... It, these, I feel like the middle of these power rankings could change drastically for all of on us by next week because we've got Ravens 49ers... On Monday night, yeah. Christmas night, I got the Ravens in at number two, leading the NFL in rushing. 22 more yards per game rushing than the rest of the NFL. Not to mention, they finally held a big lead and kept it, and they beat Jacksonville. Keaton Mitchell, big loss. We 
I mean, there's no way around it. They've had another injury, but this is what the Ravens deal with every single year. Guys get hurt, and then it just keeps going. But they lead the NFL in sacks. They're great defensively, and Lamar Jackson could win MVP if he beats the 49ers, who, of course, come in at number one. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with the top two that we've got. We all have the same thing, and rightfully so. The 49ers are doing what they're supposed to do, beating the hell out of teams that they're supposed to. They're putting, they're spreading the ball around, getting everybody involved. I, I mean... Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to say it again, Christian McCaffrey's the real MVP of this league, but it's not going to happen, so we'll just have to get over the fact that it'll never happen again. But they're also, they're plus 191 point differential, 24 more points than Dallas overall. Dallas has that plus 171 at home, but the 49ers, 24 more points in terms of point differential than any other team in the NFL. If I could spit my words out and get it out, that would be it. But I'm just so mesmerized by this great 49ers team. I love this team, guys. I love the San Francisco 49ers. They stay healthy. They are winning the Super Bowl this year. And Brock freaking Purdy is going to go from Mr. Irrelevant to probably a league MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. Maybe they'll give Christian McCaffrey it, and that'll be the way that he gets some MVP back. But I I cannot wait for this game. You know what's funny? When we talk about MVP, we're all like, you know, Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP, or it should be Lamar, or it should be Purdy. And, you know, that's why you can make the case for Lamar, because if you take him off of Baltimore, they're not the number one seed. They're probably not an 11-12 win team. But I don't know. They could probably, like, sneak into the playoffs. Whereas if you took Mahomes, like, Mahomes could win MVP every season. Just like Jordan He's like LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because if you take Mahomes out of Kansas City this season. They are. They are, like, maybe one of the worst teams in the NFL. So if anything, like, I would have rather seen Mahomes win it this year rather than last year. And he wasn't going to. I mean, he he deserved it last year. But, I mean, Jalen got hurt. That was Jalen's award before he got injured. For sure. So it's just funny when we talk about that kind of thing. Like, you know, Mahomes, it's not a great season for his, um, like, what we're used to, but it's still, you know, elite. And if you take him out of there, it's not a good team. It's crazy that these Philly fans are comparing him to Carson Wentz now. I saw that, and I'm like, wow. This is – the Philly fans kind of remind me of angrier Buffalo fans. I don't get the Carson Wentz. I don't even understand that. Like Carson Wentz was cooking that's, that season. He was about to win an MVP. Dude, and that's he got just injured. angry Philly fans. And then you Foles know that. Nick came in, won an MVP, and Wentz was never the same. I think what happened. I mean, Wentz that year was playing great football, obviously. But like Wentz is just—he's one of those guys that's never going to change the way that he plays the game. Yeah. And he had like way too many injuries early on. Mm-hmm. And I also just think a lot of it had to do with he just lost some confidence in himself. It's got to suck when you're the man. You're about to win an MVP, and then your team wins without you, mm-hmm. and Nick Foles becomes, like, the guy. That would break me right there. So it makes sense that he was never the same ever again. Although maybe, who knows, in three, four years, he'll probably be starting for some team like Joe Flacco is, and we'll be like, oh, remember Wentz? I always knew he just needed another chance to change the scenery. Well, hey, you know what? He's going to stay in the uh, Sean McVay quarterback rehab program in Los Angeles right now. And yeah. then uh, I keep forgetting he's even there, to be honest. I know. And that's good because that means Matt Stafford's healthy and starting, and that's what we want to see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe his guy Frank will get another job, and they can be fishing buddies again. No, I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> good old Frank Reich. <laughs> Good old Frank Frank Reich, Reich sounds like he's not going to coach anymore anyway. No, that's what he says. And I don't you, think he should. I mean, he's he's going to get paid out. Yeah. Who cares? He's uh, he what is he 61? Maybe he'll go like help out like coach some uh, high school ball or something. Why not? Like that. A lot less pressure, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you made all the money. You don't need any more money at this point. If you don't have an like a if you don't have the desire to grind to be an NFL head coach yeah. anymore and you've already made a bunch of money, like if I'm Jimbo Fisher, I just buy a private island and disappear. Yeah. Bet on sports. Yeah, there's just like s- certain guys we don't really need in the league again. I'm not saying he can't be like um 
you know, a coordinator. I don't think a coordinator, but, you know, like a special help advisor or something like that. But, I mean, you know, like Lovey Smith doesn't need another head coaching gig. Some of these guys, you only hire for one reason and one reason only. Bridge coaches, like, mm-hmm. hey, we want to win five games this season. Yeah, to get exactly. A top five pick. Yeah, that would be the Texans for two years in a row. Yeah, I feel like that'd be Frank Reich. I wanted to believe in the Colts too, even after like all the Andrew Luck stuff. Man, it was Matt Ryan, it was mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, and yeah, Jacoby Brissett, and now it's. I just wish Andrew Luck never retired, man. And that's all they needed. It was a little it, Minshew magic. Andrew Luck is going to be one of the great what ifs in sports. There's yeah. plenty of them out there. Andrew Luck's near the top. If he just had a capable general manager that knew how to draft an offensive line and protect his quarterback a little bit. That's why situation matters so much. That team went from two wins before they drafted Luck to 11 wins in a playoff berth his rookie year. The part about it was he looked cooked. He came back. He won comeback player of the year. They went to the playoffs, and then he was just done. He just said, that's it. I'm over it. I mean, I get it, right? We all have aches and pains. Think about being I have them right NFL now. Player. I was just adjusting my lumbar on my <sighs> new chair. It's the worst. Well, yeah, you guys, right? You got your nice new fancy little. Yeah, uh, yeah you got a little... that's when you know we're old. Everybody's got their own chairs. Yeah, we're only in <laughs> our thirties. <laughs> we're back tomorrow. It's BetMGM tonight. That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of BetMGM Tonight, live from BetQL.